greater than an added advantage of a performative account is that it suggests that sexual consent is not a woman's implied default state, but rather must be actively and affirmatively granted. Greater than. Greater than Stanford. Again, this is in contrast to traditional patriarchal views, which often assume that unless a woman physically resisted, again, even to the utmost a man's attempt to have intercourse, she was consenting, or at least he was justified in proceeding on that assumption. The article continues. Dash. Society seems to believe that women consent by default to sexual intercourse so long as the slob knows them, y'all. Someone in my head absolutely agrees, the rapist and murderer he is. He's the one who keeps pointing out to me what makes it easiest for him to rape. Any sort of skin-colored clothing gets him excited, he presumes it's skin and it doesn't even stop when he realizes it's cloth. Peach, off-white, beige, tan. Even khaki, despite it being very yellow in color. He told me that women ask to be fondled and touched and everything by revealing their assets with tight clothing and low-cut shirts. Any amount of skin is a reason to start salivating. Pavlovian response activated. He's gotten away with this behavior his whole life because he puts his face in his phone in order to look around the edges of that phone, directly down women's blouses. His eyes are lowered, like looking at the ground, but instead of looking at the ground he's studying your tatas and badanka donk, girls. They all are. Are they all imagining you naked while they penetrate you? Gods, I hope not. That's rape. You didn't consent to that. Good thing you're not psychic. Yet. You will be. Someday. And that day is the day many, many people suicide. They'll be overwhelmed with the violence they're receiving from everyone around them. They won't desire to live anymore once they really know what you really think of them. I know because I'm there. A lot of people think the worst of me because they themselves are limited. Narrow-minded. Unable to view themselves factually. They built an illusion they must maintain or they have zero self-worth. They built a lie to perpetuate their entire lives, as exhausting as that fucking is. Because they can't live with themselves. They took the low road, the easy way out. They didn't develop a good character. And they project their lack of morals onto everyone around them perpetually. Like my aunt. See you in court, woman. Rape should be defined as crossing someone else's boundaries. Period, the end. A man who picks up something of yours, such as a fruit bowl, turns it over, and peels a sticker off the bottom of the fruit bowl, is committing rape. Nobody does this because it's stupid and it's outside the norm because they learn to respect boundaries. There is fruit in the fucking bowl, leave it where it is. If he dumped the fruit on the floor, you'd think to yell at him. But if he places the fruit carefully on the table, you see him in a good light. Even though he's rearranging something of yours for no good reason. It's harmless, peeling that sticker. Except nobody fucking cared it was there to begin with because it was out of sight and out of mind. Worse yet, he does it while you watch him. He carefully peels back the paper or plastic that clings to your item, going back over his tracks again and again, meticulous in the extreme. He does this and triumphs once it's peeled away without a whit of residue left behind. He doesn't care that it was your job to take that sticker off, or that he had to pull everything out of the fruit bowl just to violate the fruit bowl. The fruit bowl was at rest, why did he violate it like that? He did that in bed, too, essentially. I laid there, in a fugue of pain and misery, and he'd instigate sex and before I knew it, we were at the end. But I didn't really consent. The pain made it non-consensual in God's eyes. He has been telling me that for almost two years now as he does my physical therapy. Right now, I'm not in much pain, but I've been in pain most of my life. I ignore it by default. I was in a car accident when I was a teenager. This woman was texting and speeding. She hit our car and bounced us off the red jeep in front of us. We'd all come to an abrupt stop because an elderly woman had stopped rather suddenly for God knows what. 
she thought she saw a dog run into the road God interjects, that makes sense, God. Was there a dog? No, okay, thanks. So anyway, we stopped for this phantom dog and this speedster rammed our car at 35 miles per hour if not even faster after failing to come to a halt, screeching and burning rubber for a good 10 feet. God says she was going 55 miles per hour at the time and didn't quite slow down to 35 miles per hour when she realized there was stopped traffic in front of her. She got out of her car, came to my father's window, he was driving, and proceeded to tell him off for driving the way he drove. It was his fault she rammed our fucking vehicle, wouldn't you know? She even complained how she just got back her other car from the shop. Poor middle class lady can't drive worth a shit, apparently. White women, Amirite? Is a white woman, God reminds her. And? I had a lifelong injury from that exact moment, to which that shady fucking insurance company paid out all of $12,500. I'll see you in court, scumbags, interjects God. She's worth millions. At least three. Then I started seeing a chiropractor who took an x-ray that proved my neck had become straight. They never x-rayed it in the early 2000s when the accident happened, no no. Additionally, that chiropractor never changed her level of care to accommodate the fact that my neck was straight. I'll see you in hell, bitch, interjects God. She's a shit chiropractor not worth anything, there's no reason to bother with court. Then I paid another chiropractor for weekly pain relief from the problems that bitch above caused in my musculoskeletal system for years. I spent over $10,000 on my spinal care altogether. He actually helped me with some physical therapy sporadically but I failed to follow through completely or we missed something that would have gotten me completely well. Thanks, Dr. Steve. I love you guys. Now God just fixes me. I had two subluxated vertebrae, T6 and L5. I had a crushed hip. All of this caused my limbs to dislocate. All my limbs, mind you. I vaguely remember doing yoga with God early on in all of this and the pain level being incredible. Thankfully, I had a medical marijuana prescription. In bed with that fucking asshole who helped himself to my body day in and day out, I had dislocated my hips entirely, which is what led to my shoulders dislocating. In short, I was a mess. A mess other people helped create and then refused to help clean up. I am the great Pacific garbage patch in human format. Nobody is responsible for it happening, yet here I am. So here's a tip for you ladies, don't lie flat on your back for 45 minutes a day while you're raped by a white-collar white man who thinks he deserves your body just because you sleep next to him. That's rape, interjects God. Greater than there are many kinds of explicit and implicit threats that render a woman's consent to sex less than meaningful, the man may threaten to sue for custody of their children, to derail her green card application, to evict her, or simply to sulk and make her life miserable for days should she refuse to have sex. Which, if any, such non-violent coercive pressure should be regarded as rape, either morally or legally, is a matter of some controversy, Schulhofer 1998, Burgess Jackson 1996, 91-106. Greater than. Greater than Stanford. God highlighted that. Don't look at me. She hides under a rock. Greater than viewing at least certain kinds of non-violent coercive pressures as incompatible with meaningful consent may yield the conclusion that some quid pro quo sexual harassment is also rape, Falk 1998. Greater than. Greater than, Stanford. It's rape, God interjects. Greater than theorists have different views about the conditions under which it is reasonable for a man to believe that a woman is consenting to sexual intercourse. Husick and Thomas, 1992, argue that there are social and behavioral conventions, or courtship rituals, by which women manifest their willingness to have sex, and that where a woman has engaged in such conventions, it is reasonable for a man to believe she is consenting to sexual intercourse. Arshard, 1997, 
argues forcefully against this view, however, pointing out that any such conventions are likely to be ambiguous and not universally understood, particularly since research shows that men routinely interpret women's behavior in more sexual terms than women mean or intend, that a man risks doing serious harm by relying on his beliefs about such conventions, and that there is a ready alternative to risking such harm, namely, inquiring explicitly as to his partner's consent or lack thereof. Greater than. Greater than, Stanford. If the woman isn't the one engaging and or initiating in the sex act, it's rape, God says gently. Greater than the prevailing conception, which she calls the aggressive contractual model, holds that women's sexually provocative behavior generates enforceable agreements to have sex, that male sexuality is uncontrollable past a certain point, and that women are not to be trusted in matters of sexuality. Greater than. Greater than, Stanford. This is your last chance to reform, rapists of America. Men are not uncontrollable beasts. Women know their mind and their bodies. They know what they do and do not consent to. If that woman is not the one openly egging you on for sex, it's rape. What does openly egging you on look like? Cheesy pickup lines. Strip tease for one. Yes, 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 more please. Sensual touching that is completely her idea and her idea alone. Often, her doing the work. Got an idea now? You die then. I'm done playing games with the human race. This is my game, reform or die. I will kill you all if I must. Crystal won't be lonely without you, I guarantee you that. God pets the cats. Read the article yourself.